0: This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean news headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Zarina, the simple and versatile all-natural Caribbean drink mixer. Phenomenal foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings. And Diamond Key Marina British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. U.S. Canada delivered armored vehicles to Haitian police to fight gangs. CARICOM security ministers concerned about illegal gun trafficking. United States approves LNG shipping waiver for Puerto Rico after hurricane. Grenada negotiates settlement agreement with Libya. Dominica Prime Minister Scarrett announces development of legislative mechanism for cannabis industry and Carnival Luminosa officially registered with the Bahamas. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, October 17th. We start a report today in Haiti where the United States and Canada delivered armored vehicles to Haitian police to fight gangs. Writers report that on Saturday, U.S. and Canadian military aircraft delivered tactical and armored vehicles and other supplies to the Haitian National Police to help combat criminal gangs. The United States and Canadian governments said in a joint statement, this equipment will assist the Haitian National Police in their fight against criminal actors who are fomenting violence and disrupting the flow of critically needed humanitarian assistance, hindering efforts to halt the spread of cholera. Haitians are experiencing catastrophic hunger because of gangsters blockading a major fuel terminal, UN officials said on Friday, with more than 4 million facing acute food insecurity. Now on to CARICOM where security ministers concerned about illegal gun trafficking. St. Lucia Times reports Caribbean Community CARICOM national security ministers have expressed concern over illegal gun trafficking at the 24th meeting of the CARICOM Council for National Security and Law Enforcement. The ministers, police chiefs and other security officials met on October 6 in Jamaica, according to a CARICOM press release after the meeting Jamaica's Deputy Minister Dr. Horatio Chang disclosed that delegates focus heavily on firearms trafficking. The CARICOM Council for National Security and Law Enforcement Chair said that regional corporation is integral to establishing the requisite infrastructure needed to deal with firearms trafficking and the associated criminalities such as drug trafficking and almost simultaneously expanding cyber crime activity. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now on to the United Nations, where U.N. agencies warn catastrophic hunger recorded in Haiti for the first time. Barbados Today via CMC reports United Nation agencies have warned of catastrophic hunger being recorded in Haiti for the first time. The Food and Agricultural Organization and the United Nations World Food Program said that an unrelenting series of crises has trapped vulnerable Haitians in a cycle of growing desperation without access to food, fuel, markets, jobs, and public services. The agency said that hunger has reached a catastrophic level the highest level five on the integrated food security phase classification index according to the latest integrated food security phase classification index analysis a record 4.7 million people are currently facing acute hunger. 1.8 million in emergency phase, and for the first time ever in Haiti, 19,000 people are in a catastrophic phase phase five. Food and Agricultural Organization and United Nations World Food Program said food security has also continued to deteriorate in rural areas in Haiti, with several going from crisis to emergency levels. The UN said for years natural disasters and political turmoil have taken a toll on Haitians who are already in need in both rural and urban areas. Over the next six months, the World Food Program says that it requires $105 U.S. dollars for crisis response and to tackle root causes and bolster the resilience of Haitians. The Food and Agricultural Organization said it has been providing emergency livelihood support to small-scale vulnerable farming households. UNICEF said that at the time when much of the French-speaking Caribbean country is facing growing food insecurity, acutely malnourished children have weakened immune systems, and they are at least three times likely to die if they contract cholera further reinforcing the need for urgent action to contain the disease. Since cholera was first reported on October 2nd in Haiti, UNICEF said that there have been 357 suspected cases, with more than half of these with children under 14. In other news, the United States approves Liquefied Natural Gas Shipping Waiver for Puerto Rico after Hurricane Fiona. Reuters report the U.S. Biden administration late on Sunday approved a waiver of U.S. shipping rules to address Puerto Rico's urgent need for liquefied natural gas after Hurricane Fiona. The U.S. Homeland Security Department issued a waiver of the Jones Act, a century-old law that requires goods move between the U.S. ports, to be carried by U.S. flagships ships to address Puerto Rico's needs as recovery efforts from Hurricane Fiona continued to department set. In late September, the U.S. Homeland Security Department approved a Jones Act waiver to ensure Puerto Rico had sufficient diesel to run generators needed for electricity and the functioning of critical facilities. Hurricane Fiona hit on September 18, causing an island-wide power outage for its 3 3 million people. Last month, Puerto Rico's governor, Pedro Perlusi asked the White House for a waiver to increase the availability of fuel after the storm. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at Next up, Grenada negotiates settlement agreement with Libya. Now Grenada reports the government of Grenada successfully negotiated the settlement of 5 million U.S. dollars in long-standing debt arrears owed to the state of Libya. These debt were contracted in the 1980s by the People's Revolutionary Government long-standing unresolved debt arrears to Libya, Algeria, and Trinidad and Tobago have adversely affected Grenada's credit rating, placing the country in the category of selected default. The government of Grenada will continue to make concerted efforts to resolve the remaining debt arrears to Algeria and Trinidad and Tobago, respectively, as regularization of these arrears will greatly assist in unlocking the financial resources needed to support government's transformational agenda. The settlement agreement was signed in Washington, D.C. yesterday by Libya's Minister of Finance and Grenada's Minister of Economic Development Planning, Tourism, ICT, and Creative Economy Lennox Andrews. Now on to Dominica, where Prime Minister Skerritt announces the development of legislative mechanisms for cannabis industry. Dominica News Online reports Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt has announced that come next year, Dominica will be in a position to develop a marijuana industry. He made the announcement during the Focus on Government and Development Program. In 2020, the Parliament of Dominica approved a bill for an act to decriminalize the possession of 28 grams or one ounce or less of cannabis. The Amendment to the Drug Prevention of Misuse Act was passed in Parliament on October 26, 2020. The Act applies to Dominicans 18 years and above. The government also recommends that one can cultivate no more than three Canada's plants at his or her place of residence. According to Prime Minister Skerritt, it was announced in this year's budget that permits and licenses will be provided for people producing marijuana oils, creams, lotions and soaps. He said his government is in the process of putting these mechanisms in place and providing certification to farmers to be able to plant and grow marijuana. Further, he explained that earlier this year, technical support was received from the Canadian government to draft the legislation to deal with cannabis marijuana as a medicinal industry for export. Now here's some great news out of the Bahamas. Carnival Luminosa officially registered with the Bahamas. Cruise Industry News reports, as part of its transition to the Carnival Cruise Line fleet, Carnival Luminosa was officially registered with the Bahamas Maritime Authority. During the ceremony, Carnival Luminosa's senior leadership team and the Classification Society completed all necessary registration processes and deck cadet, Mark Hassan. A Bahamian citizen from Freeport raised a new Bahamian flag, according to a press release. We're proud and honored to have Carnival Luminosa join the five other ships we have registered in the Bahamas, said Christine Duffy, president of Carnival Cruise Line. The Bahamas Maritime Authority is among the most respected administration in international shipping, and we value their level of cooperation and professionalism. Aim to achieve the highest safety standards. This moment serves as a symbol of our ongoing commitment to this special country. When the ship departs for Dubai, she will be flying the Bahamian flag to designate the new ship registry. Eventually arriving to Australia in less than two months, Carnival Luminosa will sail a variety of seasonal itineraries from Brisbane from November 6, 2022 to April 13, 2023, offering something for everyone before repositioning for seasonal service from Seattle to Alaska next May, including some exotic first time for carnival destinations. Now here's our final note, visiting Ethiopian Prince Hills, Jamaica as a vibrant democracy. Jamaica Information Service reports President of the Crown Council of Ethiopia, Prince Ermias Selassie, has hailed Jamaica as a vibrant democracy and a good example for other countries. Democracies evolve and the Jamaican experience of different people. One nation is something that will resonate in many nations, and this is the challenge we hope that Africa can learn from, he said. He was giving brief remarks during a visit to the senate on october 14th the prince who is the grandson of his imperial majesty emperor Haley selassie I, arrived in jamaica on thursday october 13th he is jamaica's special guest for national heritage week this podcast has been brought to you by zarina the simple and versatile all-natural caribbean drink mixer phenomenal foods by chef holly Creator of West Indian inspired seasonings and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, October 17th. I'm Keisha Wallace. Hi, yeah. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.